just Leon Edwards with Inc. Entertainment, and you are listening to the Freight Train Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Freight Train Podcast. This is your host, Rob Kane, and I am joined today with Mr. Leon Edwards of Inked Entertainment out of Peoria, Illinois. How you doing, Leon? I'm doing really good. How about you? I'm doing great, brother. It's a uh, nice, hot afternoon here in Tennessee, and we're just, uh, we're just doing the damn thing, you know? For sure. <laughs> we are, we're uh, blazing up here in Illinois as well, so I think I it's uh, stretching across, it sounds like. I hear you. Well, let's jump right into it. Why don't we go into telling everybody a little bit about, you know, just explain what Inked Entertainment is and what you do with Inked Entertainment, and um, we'll just start there. Yeah, I, I actually I love this question because it's it seems like I answer this differently every day. I <laughs> um, no, but Inked Entertainment really we are we're a group of about five people um, that make up Inked Entertainment right now. That really we we do talent buying, we do marketing and promotion, and we um, I mean really for just about any any type of place that wants to have some good music. Um, you know, we work with fairs, we work with festivals, we work with mud parks we work with indoor venues some outdoor venues and we do anything from helping them book shows or us booking shows at these venues and so it's kind of a, a wide stretch i guess um myself i actually i run our marketing and promotion side of stuff as well as i work with our sponsors um and so i really i help uh, venues build up their promoting and their marketing i help um, our own shows um do all the marketing and promotion for all our shows and so i work with a lot of artist management um a lot of agents as well as um different vendors you know radio and podcast and you know a lot of stuff through that that uh we help to i guess ensure successful shows i hear you that's a hell of an answer, and that's a that's a loaded answer as well. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and then you know you you throw on top of that this weekend. You know it depends on the show, and so you know I can do anything from because there's only five of us, and we do some pretty lofty shows. You know, all of us are really kind of tied into each other. So I I do a lot of our ticketing. I do a lot of you know I was ordering catering this weekend, and it, it just it's we we wear many hats. I think in this industry. I hear you. Well, so my first question and all that, now this is generally a, or not generally, this is a podcast where I talk about country music. So, and I, I know that you do a lot of festivals that have to do with country music, but is, do you do all genres of music? We do actually do all genres of music. We have worked with anything from um, any sub or subgenre of country we've done rap shows we've done a lot of rock shows um we've done bluegrass we've done just comedy i mean i i don't know that there's many genres that exist that we haven't hit on actually that's awesome that's awesome so who was uh who is your favorite non-country act that you got to book 
My favorite, oh man, that is a tough question. Um, honestly, I think my favorite has been we did Clutch last year. Okay. Um, and that probably was one of the my favorite rock bands that we have, have gotten. Um, they were a fun group to work with. Um, I liked the music a lot. And uh, I, I think that's probably the route I would go with that. You know, I, I think getting into, because we booked so many different genres, I kind of came into this business as a uh, huge country fan. And um, I think that I have been exposed to so many different genres of music now that I, I couldn't even tell you if I was a, just a country fan. I mean, I, there's a lot of what I, I guess we kind of call AAA rock um, bands that I really enjoy. There's a lot of uh, actually rock, um, heavier metal rock that I like. I mean, so I, I kind of been getting into a lot of stuff lately. I hear you, man. Well, that's cool. I mean, because, uh, you know, it is 2018 and not everybody, I mean, everybody doesn't listen to just one genre of music. You know, everybody likes a, a multitude of things. So um, I think that's cool that they can go on your website, which is uh, inkedentertainment.net for anybody out there and check out all the amazing shows that you guys have coming up. But, um, so I want to jump right into it. Now, I used to be, for everybody that listens and usually knows that I uh, used to be a booking agent for a band, but you book on the opposite side of it. So, you know, you're looking for all the bands to come to your event or the event that you're putting on. You know, how is that? Does it get overwhelming at times or do you think that that's easy? Because... As I and I know I'm asking a long question here, but when I was booking, you know, I was like, this this venue doesn't need us, you know, because we were an up and coming band. So I was just trying to sell my ass off to these these venues and these bars and clubs to get our band in. And I always imagined I was like, man, if I was the venue, it would be so easy to book because everybody wants to play. I you know I'd get to pick whoever. So what is that like? For sure. And honestly, um, you know, we, we're in Peoria, Illinois, is where we're based out of. Um, and we kind of all started right here. And uh, we actually, we had this discussion last year. I was talking to local paper up here. And, you know, we, we kind of kicked off a lot of bigger shows up here last year. And we are talking, and and honestly, Peoria, I don't think, has ever been, you know, that, that A market. So when, when these huge bands are sitting out, they're laying out their tours, you know, it's it's never like we have to go play in Peoria. Yeah. And and that is one thing that I think we have been trying to overcome with everything that we do in the area here. And honestly, um, it, it isn't an easy job. Um, definitely my partners um, are mainly focused on the talent buying side of things. Um, you know, I help out where I can and I, I it's something that we struggle to do is grab the bands that we want to have. And so, and, and sell them on, this is why you need to be a Peoria, Illinois, um, or any of the other outlying areas that we run. Yeah. Um, and so it really, it's, it's promoting the, not only the bands, you know, as part of, I do, but it's promoting the venues, it's promoting the festivals and really showing what, what is different about what we have to offer, um, for the bands to come out here. And so I, I really think it is kind of a sales thing with, with getting a lot of the bands in here for sure you know and it's a lot of relationship stuff you know it's it's we have worked with so many different genres and so many different bands that we built you know that reputation now that 
people enjoy working with us. They know when they, they get here, the band's going to be taken care of. Um, you know, we, we go above and beyond a lot of the times um, with the bands and making them comfortable when they're in town. So when we do put that, you know, that bid out there, I think that they uh, they definitely take notice on that. I think that that has helped us a lot and hopefully made this a little bit easier for us for the years to come. Well, hell yeah, man. So, so trying to drive it back to marketing a little bit, what is the um, what is something that you can say like? And I know it's probably you know very detailed to the the area you're in and and the the crowd base that you have or or whatever. But um, you know, is there any certain tricks that you picked up along the way for anybody else that's trying to to book or put together their own event? You know, that has helped you bring the big acts you know to a place where they don't necessarily where they've never necessarily thought hey i need to be in peoria you know like you said is there anything that you found that works you know better than than something else for sure and i mean it's, it definitely is a mix of stuff and it definitely goes for for what areas it's in but i think overall it is it's not necessarily ever just showing the bands you know we we do a big festival up here and you know we do we're finishing up our third year um over the next couple months of that festival and it does it, it's helped me more to show the i guess the experience at the festival and, the, and what we got to offer outside of just the music because i guess everybody it's just kind of assumed like they're going to come there they're going to hear a good concert um you know they like that band but i mean to get people there get the bands there it's it's the experience outside of the concert so it's what does you know what's the town got to offer what does the the venue look like what you know vendors are you going to have there what other kind of activities do you have there and i think that that is one thing that has really helped us kind of elevate a lot of the shows that especially the outdoor shows that we do around the area that's cool so like you know sticking with with the the marketing to it and this can go for probably anywhere in the country but you said that you've been running this uh this big festival now for a few years three years and by the way, that festival is called Tailgate and Tall Boys. Um, that I said that right, right? Tailgates and Tall Boys. Yep. Um, and and for anybody who's interested, you can go look at uh, tailgateandtallboys.com. And that's tailgate, the letter N, and tallboys.com. It's an amazing website, by the way. So kudos to you. How do you feel that social media has affected the way that you market for one of these huge festivals because I would imagine that's where you get in front of the most eyes, right? It definitely has. And I, I mean, I guess I come from a world of social media. So really I, I, I talked to a lot of guys that have been in this, this uh, industry for, you know, many years and before the days of social media. And it's just like, I, I honestly, I don't know how you ever filled Denny's before that, I guess. <laughs> um, I, uh, I mean, it would have been a tough job. My job definitely would have been tough, you know, years ago. Um, but, I mean, it definitely is, you know, hands down the largest tool that any type of concert or festival or whatever has to be able to get your name and your brand out in front of I mean, hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. And I mean, it really, it, th there's so many tricks to it and, you know, it's changing daily and, and it's something that you definitely have to stay on top of, but it is by far can be your biggest tool to get, 
get the tickets that you need to get to fill, you know, fill the concert up. And I mean, that that's by far what we use hands down the most. Yeah. Um, it, it's through any of our, any of our social media channels are filled daily with, you know, not just sales stuff. And I think that that's one thing that we've always kind of strived to do differently on those is it's not just, you know, me popping on 20 times a day with Facebook saying, buy tickets to this, buy tickets to that. Yeah. I mean, it, it's us talking about the bands that are coming and, you know, it, showing people really educate. It's a great tool to educate people on the music that we bring in. Um, because I think a lot of bands, especially when you get into the kind of the festival side of stuff, you got so many bands on these festivals. There, there's a slim chance that all of your customers are going to have heard of all these bands. Yeah. And so it's a great way to get, you know, that music out in front of them before they're going to come experience at the concert. And it's just going to make that festival that much better of an experience for those guys. Yeah, it's kind of crazy because it's almost like, you know, with your Instagram and your Facebook and everything, you, you almost have to create content to draw people in to pay attention and then sell them. I mean, do you think that that's a, a legitimate way to put it? I think that's one way to put it for sure. Um, I think, you know, definitely drawing them in. We keep them engaged through the whole time. You know, once once we have them on there, we, we try to keep them engaged with um, daily content, um, some relevant content on that. And honestly, I think after that, you know, obviously we post on there, you know, prices and we post on their ticket links and stuff like that. But I, I think once you get them in there for the content, once they, they understand your brand or your festival – um, or, you know, indoor venue, I think is anybody doing concerts is the same way. I think once, once they understand what you're about, I think it almost sells itself on there. Yeah. Well, the, I want to move on a little bit and ask you about some other stuff that you market and book for. And, um, I'm interested in the mud bogs. If you're, if you're on inktent.net, you can uh, look at the top, and it, it's talking about the mud bogs that you guys book. And for anybody who's not familiar with a mud bog, it's uh, literally people get out in a field or a, a you know, a, and, and they've grown bigger. So I don't want to lame, I don't want to give a bad uh, representation. But basically, it's it's a mud pit that you run trucks through, and these people have created, you know big festivals and events and and weekends around you know running their trucks through the mud so how did you how did you come across that uh, it, it honestly has been have been a, quite the experience um it really it is it's a whole sub subculture that has just sprung up and i mean <laughs> it uh my partner billy cow he actually is from a town um, south of Peoria, and um, right next to that town is a town called Taylorville. And that's where we have kind of dipped our toes into the mud bog scene. Um, it's it's through a, a place called South Fork Dirt Riders out of there. Okay. And they, um, I mean, they, they've been doing mudding. They, they are open daily and stuff, and so you can go out there and mud and stuff. And they, they've done some smaller shows out there over the past couple of years. But they've never really thrown a whole, I guess festival is the best word to put around this, yeah. um, festival to that. And so, you know, last year we actually kind of, we got talking to the owner down there and, and we really wanted 
to get get more involved in this. We definitely saw this as an opportunity for us to really expand out of the market um, and really kind of put something really cool together. And so last year um, was our first year doing that. We worked with uh, the LAX, who is just a really fun group to work with, and they did a, a three-day headline thing um, right out there at South Fork. And really it's, it's you know, you're – it's hundreds. I mean, honestly, this year it was thousands of people um, that were out there, and they they're out all day long, and they are. They're on jeeps, they're on four wheelers, they're on side by sides, they're on the school buses. I've seen out here. I mean, just unreal <laughs> things um, that are all jacked up, and I mean, just out to have fun. And they go out, they do mudding, you know, all day long, and then we do concerts at night. And I mean, it's it's a full evening of just some some great country music. Um, rock music they do a lot of these things um it's really a a cool mix that they have on this and i mean you at at where we're at at least you you know you can back your truck up right to the stage almost and i mean everybody's got sitting out there in their four-wheelers it's it's so different than any any other event that i have ever worked with that it's just it's 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 really cool that sounds really cool And, and i'm again i'm looking at the website here and i see that the the mc for the event is adam calhoun and to be honest, I don't know a whole lot about Adam Calhoun, but I know that he's got like a million followers on Facebook, which is crazy. Um, he is that, that that actually so we that last year we did the lax that was we call it Memorial Memorial Mudbog. It's um, over Memorial Day weekend. This year we did the same thing, and uh, you know we had Aaron Lewis out there. We had. Um, the lax were back out there. We did up church was out there. Um, Charlie okay. Farley was out there, you know, so we, we added to that. And then these have turned out to be such a big thing that we decided to turn around. We're going to have what we're calling summer mud days. And that is actually where, where Adam Calhoun's coming out to host the whole thing. Okay. And he is, he's a, he's a fun, he's a comedian artist. Um, however you want to classify him. He's just, he has got a lot of followers, but he also is just, he's an entertainer. Yeah. And I mean, so I, I think that just really adds to the whole experience out there um, of just everybody out to have fun and everybody's rowdy. And it's just, it's a great group of guys and women that put this on and it, it's going to be a lot of good times. Um, you know, we, we are doing more full days, like we're adding more and more bands to this stuff. So, you know, we got like the Georgia boys and Bubba Sparks is coming out. Okay. Um, we got a couple of headliners we haven't announced for this yet. And so it just... It fills for sure. Well, that's cool, man. I mean, because, you know, I think that's something that a lot of people don't think about. And it seems like you guys have kind of cornered the market in your area on that, you know, because, I mean, mud bogs, that's crazy, you know. I mean, I, I had heard about them down here in Tennessee and Georgia, but not not up north, you know. No, and I think it's something from what we have seen, like it's something that's starting to inch further and further north i know texas is huge for it um and georgia and tennessee and all through there i know do a lot of these and they uh have some real i mean ones that are quadruple the size of what we're putting on right now um but illinois really i mean there isn't too many options for that um you know there's some state ground and stuff like that you can go out riding on and stuff um, take your four wheelers out on and stuff, but there really isn't a lot of options for somebody to come out and do a full weekend of this. I mean, they, you camp out there, um, you know, you're, you're out there that, that full weekend and it's, it's just, we, so 
saw that as an opening, I guess. You know, we had a couple people that, you know, we worked with in the past that have done a lot of these kind of things down in the South. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where the idea stemmed from. Okay. And it just it, it has worked out so far. It's something that we definitely intend to grow with. You know, we, we've yeah. been talking to some guys in Indiana. We've been talking about doing expanding out into some sp- spots out there and starting to pair up with some um, existing, you know, mud rallies or whatever they call them, but maybe don't have the entertainment side of it yet. So yeah. I think that that's, that's something that we're definitely going to grow with. Well, that's really cool, man. That's really cool. And so, you know, obviously going through your uh, website here, I want to talk a little bit about the services. So you offer talent buying, you know, if someone was coming to look for you, Hey, you know, I want to put this event on, I want you to, to book these bands, but also you will do all the marketing for that event as well. Is that right? That's, that's absolutely correct. You know, we, we come in and it's, it's really a full service shop. So, I mean, we can, I was just talking to a fair this morning, you know, and they are an existing fair. They've done concerts before, but they just, they've been out of the loop, I think. And it's, it's one of the, a lot of our clients, you know, are these one-off festivals or these one-off fairs that mm-hmm. a lot of them are made up of, you know, volunteer fair boards or committees and stuff that these guys have full-time jobs and they're not necessarily in this industry. Yeah. And so, you know, they, they try doing this on their off hours and really, I mean, there's just so much detail that goes into putting offers out there or promoting a show that, they just they they don't have they have the want to do it but they don't necessarily have the time to do it yeah and so we're able to come in and not only you know put contracts in for them and submit offers for bands and stuff like that and kind of book their talent but but we help them from that point to you know making putting together marketing proposals marketing uh plans um running their social media for them if they want us to um we can also help them with that so you know i got a couple accounts that you know, they want to learn how to do this and they want to learn how to do this right. And so they're running their, their social medias or they're running their marketing, but I'm, I'm helping them as more of a consultant side of stuff. And so we can kind of help them every step of the way from there, man. That's just a cool concept for a business. I mean, so how did, how did this come about to be as big a business that has grown into? I mean, cause you know, did one day you just start like, Hey man, I love country music. I love putting on shows you know, let's take it up a notch. I mean, how did you, how did it get to the point where Inked Entertainment is where it is now? Sure. Um, one of, you know, me and uh, my partner, Billy Cow and our partner, Casey Blakely, um, it, you know, we, we kind of, all three have been in the industry for a few years now. Um, we've all worked for kind of various talent buying places or, you know, I got my start in an indoor venue. And, you know, we all kind of merged together at the end there in one venue. And we were, you know, I was running the marketing and Billy was running the talent buying. And, and over the course of the past couple of years, it really, we just wanted to expand. I think we saw the opportunity to start building um, a lot more outdoor shows. Um, we wanted to do a lot more with other venues um, and just, just get more on the side of that kind of stuff and really just saw the growth potential. And so we both kind of stepped back. Um, we stepped away from the indoor venue last year, and we we still worked with that same indoor venue. Um, we did booking for their shows. You know, we were still running their their marketing, but we decided we were going to start offering that same service to everybody else. And yeah. it, it really, 
it's been an amazing year of growth. I mean, I, I don't know how to else to say it. You know, we have a <laughs> lot of great accounts. Um, I think everybody, it, it just clicked for everybody. And I, it has just been, it's been surprising how fast it has happened, honestly. That's really cool. So, um, moving into, I'm, I'm always interested in this because I remember when I first started, uh, booking for this act that I was, uh, booking for, you know, I was not, um, privy to what a writer was. And so I got schooled on that a little bit. And I know that, um, I know that it sometimes they can get a little crazy. So you being on the marketing side and dealing with some of the agents and things like that, what, it, and you don't have to name names obviously, but what is one of the craziest, craziest things you've ever seen come across a writer? Um, and for everybody that doesn't know a writer is so when say, uh, let's just pick George Strait. When George Strait plays your favorite venue, they talk about the money, they talk about everything, and then then his agent sends a writer. And so they'll say, like, he wants two cases of water, a case of Coke, a case of Bud Light, and, you know, whatever else. But technically they can ask for anything. <laughs> And and sometimes they do. <laughs> so okay, so that long-winded uh, uh, explanation, you know, leads to my question. So, what is the craziest thing you've ever seen come across a writer, and did you get it for them? We had, I think, the the oddest thing. I guess I would even put out there. Um, an artist last year. It was twelve bottles of pink toenail polish. And it was this very specific color. And I, I remember this because we had our runners out actually that day. So our runners are people that, you know, drive the bands around if they want to go to lunch. And they just kind of hang out and they, they pop around to stores if we need to pick stuff up and help us out on the day of show. Um, and we had them out looking for these bottles and we could not find this color for the light. I mean, we had sent them to five stores to find those. And uh, finally found one that was similar, I guess. Could not find this exact play it brand and uh we ended up getting those for them and they they wouldn't accept them and so really? it was just <laughs> i think that was probably the wildest um but i most of the time it's pretty normal i think we get a lot of different stuff i mean it's neat to see like the the brands people use i guess yeah <laughs> and so you know we get a lot of you know you would think like you get some of these larger bands in and they're drinking you know the the premium everything or everything else but i mean it's a lot of off-brand stuff you think a lot of bud light there's a lot of bud light drinking in this uh industry <laughs> it just it, it we luckily we actually we one of uh one of our guys um drew he actually he, he lives down in nashville um he does all of our contracts for us okay. um, but he also deals with all of our writers and so that yeah. is one thing that I think we do exceptionally well is to be able to really um, narrow down on a lot of that stuff yeah a lot of redlining huh right right a lot of redlining <laughs> yeah I remember I remember when uh, somebody told me one day they're like you can ask for it but they don't have to give it to you and I, was like, <laughs> I was like oh man that's crazy alright well um uh Let's see here. I'm going to ask you about a couple more things. Looking at your event calendar for the uh, next tailgates and tall boys that you have coming up, I see some names like Cody Jinks 
and Whitey Morgan and Coulter Wall. Uh, let's see here. Sam Grow, Whiskey Myers, and all of those people are, you know, what what do you call it? Red Dirt artists, Texas artists. Outlaw country. Outlaw country. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you see, and obviously if they're, you know, some of the headliners on your, on your huge festival, people want them. You obviously think they're relevant. Are you seeing that more and more these days in country music that people want those type of bands who have been, you know, quote unquote outlaw? You know, we do. And honestly, I, I think that's something that we really like to promote is that we, have really tried to build that with our festival. Um, you know, okay. we, we split our, fe- our festival's kind of a little different. It's, it's hard to call a festival sometimes, and sometimes we throw it into the more of a music series kind of thing. Um, you know, our, our festivals broke up over six days over the, over the year. Yeah. Um, our, we have a three day June weekend that was just hours ago. It feels like, <laughs> um, still so coming down off it. We, huh? Right. We, uh, you know, that weekend we, we kind of tailor that to what I guess we would call more mainstream country, uh, more of the radio country. And so, you know, we, we okay. had, which was huge, you know, we're coming off with headliners like, uh, Kane Brown. We had old dominion, John party, chase rice. We even threw Nelly into the mix. Okay. Um, and so, I mean, really, really pumped it up for that mainstream crowd. Yeah. Um, and then we're coming into July and what we do in July and what we've done traditionally in July is make that more of a traditional heritage country slash red dirt outlaw country kind of weekend. And so, you know, it, it definitely has a, a smaller following in the market, but I think it's one that, you know, we've been doing this three years now. We've been growing this in the market. I, I really, I, I think that's one thing that we've done very well. Um, is is starting to gain more followers. Just it, it's great yeah. music. I would say if I had to pick, you know, some of my favorites, it would fall into that genre of yeah. music. Um, I, I so I, I definitely get excited when it falls into this month. Um, you know, this year we got like we're mixing up Cody Jinks and Coulter Wall and Whitey Morgan all this on one day, but then the day before that we got the Charlie Daniels band. We got Sawyer Brown. You know, so guys that have been around forever, but I mean, are just solid country figures, icons through this. And I I think that that's one thing that we have always really liked to do is is not only, you know, mix genres like throwing Nelly into the mix of last weekend, but also mix kind of sub genres in country music and really get get everybody experience a lot of different stuff. And I, I think that that has really treated us very well. Yeah. With the growing this festival to what it is now. That's really cool. I mean, Charlie Daniels, man. I just saw uh, Charlie Daniels in Alabama at the Fox Theater in Atlanta. <laughs> Let me tell you, that dude, Charlie Daniels, he still gets down. I mean, <laughs> it is, yes. it's so funny. Like, you know, at, at some point in the show, well, I'm not going to ruin it for anybody, but that dude can get down. And that's all I'm going to say about that. And uh, <laughs> Nelly... I think it's so cool how Nelly, you know, I'm not going to say his career was over, but he definitely kind of went to the background there for a little while. And then with Florida Georgia Line taking him out on tour, I think it's crazy how he has kind of resurged within the country community. I mean, he's obviously still performing his stuff, but if you look around, he is really performing at predominantly 
country shows. Um, I, he's fun, and I mean, yeah. really, I think you know it, it adds that kind of you know you you get him on that day. He was he just played here Saturday, uh-huh. and so we had Drew Baldridge, we had Dylan Scott, and then Nelly played. Um, was direct support for Kane Brown. And I mean, he just, he lifted that excitement level, you know, that as they built that throughout that entire concert. So, you know, you get Dylan Scott off stage. And I mean, everybody's just jacked up because, I mean, he's a great performer there. Yeah. And then you get Nelly out there. And I mean, yeah, he's not out there doing country, but I mean, he is just, it, it becomes more of that, that a party. Yeah. And I mean, it's just everybody's having fun. And I mean, it, it's just exciting. Everybody, I mean, I, I don't care who you are, you know, some Nelly songs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you're, you're singing those in the car and stuff. And, I mean, it just, I think that there's there's so much fun to that that it just, it, it jacks everybody up for that headliner. And it, it just, it was a great fit. I, I think I think that's great, too, man, because, you know, I've been to shows before where I was really excited about the headliner. But then they have two or three opening acts, and it's all basically the same type of music and you know you're still excited to see the headliner but by the time you get to the headliner you've already heard two hours of the same stuff and it's like right you want to hear those you know special songs or whatever from the headliner but you're like damn you know like i don't think anybody can just sit and listen to like you know three or four hours of the exact same stuff so you know putting him in the mix in there and and switching it up a little bit and switching everybody's gears a little bit i think is genius yeah, and I, I think that that, has, that works so well for us this year. And I think that that's one thing that people can expect to see coming years of Tailgate and Tallboys is us doing a lot more of that kind of stuff. Um, you know, we, we tried it a little bit. We tested the waters last year. Uh, we, we mixed some of the, uh, I guess, subgenres of country. Um, you know, we mixed up like a Whitey Morgan and Chris Jansen together and, okay. and something that didn't, you wouldn't normally ever see together. And, you yeah. know, we did that and did well off that. The first year out, we had uh, Kid Rock and Willie Nelson. I mean, so we kind of, okay. we did a little bit more on that side, but I think we just kind of came full out of the gates here this year. And, and that's what, everybody loved it. I mean, you walked out of there, and it, I mean, there was not nothing but smiles as you left that festival yeah and i mean so it's just you leave that on that high and it, it was just it was a great mix and so we we got a lot of plans for 2019 for sure well that's really cool man leon i want to i want to say thank you for joining me on the podcast it's been amazing talking to you and getting an inside look at how somebody you know books and markets these huge festivals and how your business came to be where can everybody find you on uh, social media Really, on our, our, our Inked page is Inked Entertainment Events on Facebook. It's probably the main one on there. Um, and that's spread across Instagram and Twitter as well, same handles. And then on Tailgate and Tallboys, it's just Tailgate and Letter N and Tallboys on uh, Facebook as well. And so definitely check us out. Um, you know, you, you follow us learn about what we're doing up here and and really all of the other events we have as well so i i would love to have everybody in town we get a lot of travelers from outside of illinois and i i think it just is a great time everywhere we go i think you're exactly right man it's definitely i mean with these lineups it's definitely a, a destination type festival you know so well man i just want to thank you again for coming on and talking to me and and giving me and my listeners a inside look at what you do and uh, I just really appreciate it. Hope to talk to you Any, soon. Anytime. We look forward to it.